Hello and welcome to the Change with Him, a real raw redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Picaro. Today we're going to be talking about little old me. And <laughs> I had to laugh at this as this this title came to my mind today. I was out riding my bike and I I love podcasts. I've listened to them for a very long time. In fact, when I was in the the heart of the emotional pain and suffering and struggling when I was in the last narcissistic relationship. That's the thing that was the the culprit, the <laughs> the thing that got me through just one more hour or one more day or one more evening. I would I was obsessed with listening to podcasts because I was obsessed with trying to distract my mind and I remember in the beginning of my journey listening to podcasts and and finding out and learning more about the unconscious mind and getting so intrigued and so wildly obsessed with with this and looking back and reflecting on where my life had had gone trying to quote unquote figure it out where it got off course and then later on realizing it never got off course in fact your life can't get off course uh it may go a different direction according to your plans but god uses all things for his good for his glory and we think that we get off course and we get off track and we can never get back and we're like there's no way i'm too deep in the mud i'm too deep in the pain there's no way i'm too broken he can't use this and when we say that we're underestimating <laughs> what he's already done first of all and his power because we're comparing it to our power and we're feeling powerless hopeless helpless so broken so far gone and in that I mean in that experience of my past I didn't have a relationship with God I mean I did but it wasn't like I believed in him because I was trying to figure it out myself I'm like okay what do I need to do what what do I need to change how can I figure this out and it was an I I I me 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 type of relationship that I had with myself so it's no wonder I felt all those things because he wasn't in and I wasn't like hey come in I need help and I trust in you and I believe in you I was angry with him and I thought you know if you loved me you wouldn't let me go through this and now everything is different. Everything has changed. I'm like, <laughs> I see how you were using all things for your good. But in that, when I was in the, the marriage with the first narcissist, I, I was constantly in a battle of comparison. Oh my God, all the time, everything was being compared. You know, when we'd go to the gym and I would see my ex look at other women and I'm like, oh, I need to be more like them. If I want him to look at me the way that I know, I just saw him look at them. I need to be skinnier. I need to be tanner. I need to be more aesthetically fake. <laughs> I need bigger lips. I need bigger boobs. I need longer hair. I need blonder hair. I need all of those things to be different. I need to change so much about me. And, and I really have never cared about any of those things, but for a long time I was striving to be the things that I never really cared about being so that I could be something for someone else that wouldn't have mattered if I was anyway, because it was never enough. And that was really what it came down to. And in that, what I did care about were, were the things internal, but they became external things. They became things about status. I wanted, you know, a higher paying job. I wanted to elevate my career. I wanted to advance what I did. I wanted to have more letters in front of my name, behind my name. And, and 
the relationship and the experience that I had with other people, especially people who had letters surrounding their name, either before or after Dr. So-and-so, or, you know, this person's name, PhD, or this person's name, LFW, or whatever combination of alphabetical letters were before or after someone's name I became obsessed with. And when I was in the relationship with the first narcissist, I wanted to continue on and, and get my master's and be a LFW. I wanted to be a licensed family therapist and, and work with people. And I was like, oh, I need these letters because these letters indicate my importance. Oh, oh my gosh. I didn't have any letters before or after my name. So I wasn't important. And I, I needed, I needed the letters and I needed the certificates and I needed the education and I needed the stamp of approval from the world to feel that I could feel worthy because the world had said that I was. And through that, so much has transformed and so much has changed. And it's funny because now I have letters behind my name and I'm like, they mean nothing. They mean nothing. The only letters that matter are the ones that God uses to, to say who I am. And his spell out, E-N-O-U-G-H-L-O-V-E-D-W-O-R-T-H-Y. And I realized none of that matters, but I was putting so much emphasis on it. And so I thought, okay, well, I'm studying. I'm going to study and I'm going to ace the GRE. And I was wildly afraid of not passing the GRE just to get into school so that I could spend tens of thousands of dollars to get an education, to go through more than likely an old outdated curriculum to get letters behind my name, to get a job that when I was looking at online, that, I mean, people who had their master's degrees, they were offered positions making $15 an hour. And I was already in a position making more than that. I'm like, wait a minute, this is not, this is make the backwards. This doesn't make sense. So I'm going to go spend tens of thousands of dollars just to get paper and just to get letters behind my name so that someone else can say that I'm enough so that someone else can declare that I'm worthy enough to make this, to go do that. This doesn't make sense. And none of it really got to the things that truly made an, a difference and, and had an impact in, in my experience at that time. And I then I thought, you know what? Well, that's not going to be good enough. Um, then I need to continue on and I need to get a PhD because I look up to doctors and doctors write these incredible, fantastic, amazing books. And then oh, it got to be too much. I started to learn about the unconscious mind. I became a rapid transformational therapist, a clinical hypnotherapist, and I got the letters behind my name. And I was like, okay, this actually doesn't mean anything. And then when I opened up my life to having a relationship with Jesus, Jesus doesn't have PhD behind his name. Jesus has doesn't have DR period in front of his name. I realized those are things of the world, but those are things that I was going after. I was going after the letters. And then as I'm reading the Bible and as I'm understanding who he is and who he says that I am, it was wildly, vastly different from who I was saying I was or who I believed I was based on the world, based on the ways of the world. And that's the transformation he wants to make within us that we become so obsessed with. And I thought, wait a minute, you have a passion, you have a purpose in my life. What if I don't have the right letters before or after my name? You Like little old me, really? I don't have the right letters. I don't have the letters in the right combination or order. I don't have other people saying that, that I am all those things that you say I am, that I'm, that I'm blessed, that I'm great, that, that I have a purpose, that I have a place in this world. If I don't have the right letters before or after my name, what are you talking about? Little old me. And as I've spent time with him, I've heard him say, yes, little old you, 
Yes, you make a difference. You matter. I have a purpose and I have a plan for you. And they don't involve the quote-unquote right combination of letters or the right placements of letters before your name or after your name. They don't, they don't involve the way that you can sign your name as you're signing Dr. Sarah Picaro or Sarah Picaro PhD or PhD candidate. All those combinations of letters and the placement before or after your name mean nothing. Yes, little old you, with or without the letters, make a difference. Make a difference in my kingdom, not the kingdom of the world. My kingdom, the heavenly kingdom. And I thought, wait a minute, none of this makes sense. I don't get it. <laughs> and I swear I can hear him laugh at me when he's like, I know. And you don't need to. I get it. And you don't need to worry about if I get it or not because I do. You don't need to question if I get it or not because I do. And I do believe in you. And I do know that little old you can make a big difference and a big impact regardless of who you say you are. What matters is who I say you are. And I say that you were created for a reason. I say that you have a purpose. I say that I put the reason and the purpose for your being and for your existence inside of you before you ever came into the existence of this world. And when I really connected with that little old me, are you sure? Are you sure you've got the right person? Like, are you sure you're talking to the right person? I don't have the right letters before my name. I don't have the right letters after my name. I don't have the right certificate. I didn't go to the right school. I, I haven't been through the right things. And I hear him laugh at me. And he's like, Sarah, yes, you. I'm not talking to the person next to you. I'm not talking to, to the person across the room. I, I know that you're looking around going, it can't be me. This can't be for me. I, you've got to be talking to someone else. I, I, I've got to be getting this all wrong. No, you're not. You're getting it right. Yes, little old you. Yes, little old you who thinks that you aren't big enough, that you aren't good enough. You are, and you are. Yes, I'm talking to you, little old you. And sometimes I think we run from that and we try to avoid that truth because it feels overwhelming. Wait, you love me that much? You care about me that much? Do you see what I've gone through? Do you see what I've been through? All the times that I didn't care about myself, all the times that I stayed in relationships with people who didn't care about me, the things they did to me, the things that I've been through, the things that I did to them, the things that I believed about myself because of what I experienced with them, me, like, are you sure you're talking to me? And sometimes I think we run from that truth because it feels overwhelming, but because it feels like he can't love us that much because we don't deserve to be loved that much. Yes, little old you, he loves you that much. That whole Jesus dying on the cross for your sins thing, yeah, that was for you too. I think it's so easy to think that that's good for them and, and people who are blessed and people who love God and people who are close to God. And then we project, you know, they're living this perfect life. They look perfect. Their relationships look happy. Everything in their life seems to be going the right direction, the right way. Like they don't go through anything. And we compare that to, to what we're going through. And we think, oh, good for them. Jesus died for them, for their sins. Not for mine though. Mine are too much. He can't do anything with these. Yes, he already has. Yes, he currently is. Yes, he will continue to. Little old you. It doesn't matter 
how many letters behind your name or in front of your name or how many certificates on your wall. It doesn't matter if people call you doctor. It doesn't call you. It doesn't matter if people call you friend. It doesn't matter if people call you mother, daughter, employee, boss. All of those titles, all those combinations of letters and where they're at, the placement of them before, after, in the middle of your name, doesn't matter. He doesn't see it the same way we see it. He sees us as who we are. He doesn't see us as what we're trying to label ourselves so that we can experience other people telling us that we're good enough or that we have the right to. Oh, you have the right to have a voice because you have doctor before your name. You have the right to diagnose or label someone because you have letters behind your name. He loves us for who we are. And so many of us are living, believing that we're not significant enough that we're not important enough because we haven't got enough of the things of the world but those are the things that matter to him and i i've understood this in a different way that when scripture in the bible says like jesus came to save the lowly he came to save the the weary he came to save the poor those and it's it's not like poor in money or lowly like we've got to be homeless and live on the streets and we've got to like sell everything and give everything he's talking about the the spirit the poor in spirit the weak in spirit the lowly in spirit and and he's come for all of us yes little old you who doesn't believe that you're enough he's come for you too he's come for me he's come for you he's come for all of us to put the love of him inside of us. And it already is. But I think so many of us believe that we're not worthy or not we're not deserving of it. Or we haven't proven ourselves enough to deserve it. And he's come to change all that. And in and through his son and who his son is, he already has. But it's us who's not letting that in. It's us who has this inner voice that says, who, little old me? No, there's no way. I'm too far gone. I'm too messed up. I'm too broken. Like you're not seeing this the right way. Like you're living with blinders on. (laughs) And we project the things that we're doing, the ways that we're living onto him. We're the ones saying we're not good enough. We're the ones believing those lies. We're the ones living with blinders on. Not him. We're the ones saying, little old me, I don't deserve this break. I don't deserve this change because of what I've done and because of what's been done to me, because of what I've been through. I, I, I don't. I don't matter. I'm just little old me. I can't make a difference in this world. And he's come to show you that you have and, and that you're, you're perfect as you are. You're right where you need to be. You're right where he needs you to be right now. And a lot of times we want to move and we want to, we just are so far focused on the things in the future and what we still need to accomplish and the things that we still need to overcome that we lose sight of where we are and the purpose for what we're experiencing right now. And the things that he's doing in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives right now, and the things that we can do right now, that we can we can extend love and gratitude for who he is and who we are through who he is in this present moment. That it's not when we go off to 20 more years of college and we get the letters before or after our name, that will be enough in our eyes or in the eyes of the world or in his eyes. Like that's all backwards. Those are all lies. 
He's come to tell you that right now, little old you, yes, where you are today, who you are today can make a big difference, a significant difference if you let him into your life. And we try and do that without him. We try and do that through the lens and through the eyes of the ways of the world. And we try and, and push him out and go, get away, get away. I don't want you in here. You're going to see all the places within me that are, that are broken, that I've hid from you, that I've ran from you because I didn't want you to see. And I think he laughs at us when we were like, I, you've, I've already seen it, sweetheart. And you're like, what do you, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. There's no way you could possibly know. And when we accept the truth and we kind of laugh about the truth and we have humbleness and humility and knowing that he already knows <laughs> everything, we stop trying to run. We stop trying to hide because you're like, I, it's, oh, oh, I didn't want you to know everything. I was hoping you didn't see everything, but the truth is that you do. And when I let the truth in, I can let him in. When I can let the truth in, I can let you in. I can let you in, Lord. And I invite you in. And I'm grateful that you've come in. And I'm grateful that you see me as little old me as I am. And that you tell me I'm perfect as I am. And the only thing that needs to change is that I stop pushing away. That I stop fearing what you're going to say when you come into those areas of my life and my heart and my soul that I've been trying to keep from you. And I let you come in to little old me and change me, change my beliefs, and you have me believe that I matter, that I am important, that I am significant, that I am loved by you, and then all those other things that I was obsessed with being or trying to become, if I feel that they're from you, I'll still move towards them, but if I know that they're not, if I know that I was chasing them for the wrong reasons, and I don't. I sit in stillness. I sit in silence with you and I listen to the message you have for me. And I feel into who you say I am because of who your son is. And I develop this beautiful, healthy, whole, healing relationship. And I don't need to be anything I'm not to believe that I'm good enough for you. And I think a lot of times that's what happens. We want to be good enough in the eyes of other people. We want to be good enough in the eyes of God. But we don't see it that way because we're not focused on the way that God sees us and what he thinks about us. We're so focused on the way we see ourselves and the way that other people see us. And then we think little old me and we don't want people to look at us and think that we're not good enough because we don't have the right combination or order of letters. And so we work towards that instead of working towards him, instead of working towards Jesus, instead of working towards God and who he says we are. Because we think he's all big, almighty, and all powerful because he is, and we know that he is, and then we think we're not good enough for him. Little old me, little old me with all the things I've done, little old me with all the lies, with all the manipulations, all the baggage I'm carrying, with all the things that I've been through. There's no way you could ever love me or accept me, little old me. And it feels like little old me is carrying this gigantic rucksack or backpack of pain, of shame, of trauma. And he says, yes, I see little old you and I see how hard that is for you. And I've come to take that off of you. You don't need to do anything different. You don't need to earn it. 
It's already been earned. I've already earned it for you. So let me come in and do this for you. Little old you. Yes. You. Who is who you are today. Who is where you are today. Because I love you. And sometimes I feel like we run from love that feels overwhelming. And that's what it feels like with him. It feels overwhelming. It's like there's no way. I, I can't be loved that much. That's not, I, I've never experienced that. And when we invite Jesus into our lives, we experience the Holy Spirit in a way that we never have before. And it's like little old me. I don't deserve to feel this. And, and when we feel something we believe we don't deserve to feel, we can get scared, we can get intimidated, we can run away, we can push it away. And he'll never stop running after you, little old you. I love the analogy of Jesus leaving the 99 behind to go after the one. And you're that one, that little old one that's been trying to run away because you don't believe you're worthy of being loved in that way. But he'll never stop chasing you. He'll never stop coming after you to show you, to tell you, and to have you experience his love for you. And that's really what it all comes down to. So little old you, yes, he loves you too in that same way. So I invite you today, if you've experienced this, believing that you're not enough because you don't have, quote unquote, enough, enough status, enough money, enough title, enough good things that you've done in your life to prove your goodness. He doesn't care about any of that. He cares about having a relationship with you. And wants you to know that little old you deserves to be loved a whole lot, more than you could ever ask for, dream for, wish for, imagine. And it's absolutely amazing when you let little old you know that you love him too it's life-changing the things of the world the letters and the placement and the ways that you place things and put things that because you've told yourself if they're there if they're in that way and if they fit in that place then i'll be enough then i'll be worthy then i'll be deserving of love but you are now little you right where you are and when i began to realize this too so much change all the worries all the anxiety like things just started melting away they started fading away they started evaporating and and I didn't know why and I didn't know where they went and I didn't know how it happened but I just knew that it happened <laughs> and I know that that's what God wants for you too he doesn't want you to worry about all that stuff he's got it covered he just wants to cover you with his love with his mercy with his grace with his forgiveness with his redemption Will you let him, little old you? Because when you do, everything will change for you too. So if you haven't yet, I invite you to let him in to your little old heart to make it big, to make it beat with his love for you. Regardless of wherever you're at, whatever you've been through, whatever has been done to you. So I invite you to say this, Jesus Christ, come into my life. Door is open. I hear you knocking. Come on in. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. And I'll see you soon. Bye for now.